0: don't wait visit sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save sonobello.com slash save
2: progressive presents forest metaphors about bundling your home and auto
1: And you're listening to my daddy Ron McConnell on the X-Song radio show for the Talk Star Radio Network.
3: All
4: hit radio. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our affiliates throughout the U.S. and Canada on TalkstarRadio.com, streaming audio around the world on the Internet, and now in South America, Central America, the Caribbean, and Pacific Rim on Telstar 7. If you'd like to give us a call, 1-877-528-8255. is toll-free throughout the U.S. and Canada. You can always send your emails to Exxon at TalkstarRadio.com. If you like to chat during the show, I can be reached at, uh, let's see, on MSN Messenger at TalkStarRadio at Hotmail.com and on AOL I M X Zone studio. Joining me now is uh, Keith Blanchard, and uh, Keith is an author, spiritual spiritualist, musician, composer, live studio sound engineer. He plays bass guitar, uh, and he is a singer. Uh, he is... Um, he is also a spiritual teacher, psychic channeler, uh, healer of vibrational medicine, and um, Keith. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Rob. How are you today?
4: I'm very good, uh, Keith. Uh, so, uh, how did you get involved in the world of the paranormal?
3: <laughs> oh gosh, ever since I was a kid, I've been on a path searching for a higher meaning of life. Why am mm-hmm. I here? Um, God, when I was a little kid, I remember asking all those big questions about the universe and my relationship to it. All of my life, I just sought uh, divinity. When I was young, I was an altar boy, and I was that for quite a few years. Right. As a teenager, I went to uh, seminary school. For a long time, I seriously thought of becoming a Catholic priest. Um, shortly thereafter, my father kind of intervened and put an electric guitar in front of my face. So I put the spiritual path a while, uh, aside for quite a while. Jeez, and you're left- lucky
4: my father kept on taking my electric guitar away. <laughs>
3: And my father, he just really encouraged me with it, and so the spiritual stuff kind of went by the wayside, and mm-hmm. and then I lived that whole lifestyle being a musician for a while and met a girl and did that, that whole dance back and forth and was in a relationship for quite some time, and when that relationship was beginning to go sour, she eventually left, and then I found myself in this very, very dark place, and I was seeking something for a long time, and it was peace, and I didn't come to realize too shortly thereafter, it was God that I was looking for. And so a friend of mine uh, tapped me on the shoulder one day and he said, Keith, um, um, obviously to me you don't know what peace looks like. And I said, obviously. And so he proceeded to um, share with me some of his techniques, his principles, his ideas, his meditations of how to begin to find that special sacred space within myself. And he invited me to not believe anything he was telling me but to implement these ideas and let the manifestations Speak for themselves and that day that week that month that year my life truly became a repetitious miracle and so when I got home that day I began to say this prayer out loud I need to hear your voice I need to hear your voice and this was happening um, this this verbal prayer if you will mm-hmm. for days and weeks but I don't think it was the length of time that really created this shift inside of me it was the sincerity and the passion That I had in my asking, my heart was busted wide open, truly wanting something, truly wanting something special to take me from this place of, um, this dungeon I was living in, into a heavenly existence. And so, one morning after a night of playing music, that actually became actualized. Um, I was sleeping and I was awakened out of my sleep by this voice, thinking it was my wife at the time, or a friend of mine, who came in uh, for teasing me and for sleeping in and being so lazy. And so there was no one in the room as I came aware of the room. And so I lay back in the bed with the intention of, of going back to sleep, and the voice spoke again.
4: All right, stand by, Keith. We have to take a commercial break. When we come back, tell us what the voice said. Keith Blanchard's our special guest. He's the author of The Divine Principle, Anchoring Heaven on Earth. His website is www.thedivineprinciple.com. And Keith will be back with us when we come back in two minutes. If you'd like to give us a call and speak to Keith, share your own experiences with us, don't be shy. Pick up that phone and dial 1 877 528 8255. My name's Rob McConnell. I'll be back in two minutes as the Exome continues on the Talkstar Radio Network.
3: This is Laura Rogers, senior producer of the X-Zone Radio Show, wishing all the members of the X-Zone Nation a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful 2006.
0: Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment.
4: Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. Before we get back to our special guest, Keith Blanchard, uh, there's a uh, notice here that I've been asked to pass on to all the members of the X-Zone Nation. There's a new Internet scam going on, and this comes to us from the people at Federal Express. Uh, apparently, what this person is doing, they are part of the, um, of the Internet gang that is dealing out of Nigeria. And what they're now doing is buying stuff on eBay and uh, what they do is they make the purchase. They will go after electronic equipment, but when the, when you go to ship it, uh, there is a little bit of a problem. Uh, these, uh, these, uh, these people have been flagged by Federal Express. The letter that you get is something like this. Hello, compliments of the season to you. I am Mark Smith from Florida, USA, but presently in London, England for a church seminal. I saw your product on eBay and I'm really interested in buying it for my daughter as a surprise gift for her school uh, in the University of Lagos at Nigeria and I will handle the shipment expenses. I will send you my FedEx account so you will have to pay no money for shipping. I will be sending you payment via PayPal. So kindly, please send me your PayPal address so as immediately... Uh, So as to immediately make out your payment, make sure that your package is ready for shipment. You can ship the item as soon as you receive PayPal confirmation, expecting you to reply as to the immediacy of the payment and apparently this is an entire scam Uh, Federal Express has uh, these people on their list so if you do have anything on PayPal if if it is from a Mark Smith in Florida USA who claims to be presently in London England and there's a connection to any university or any place in Nigeria stay away and um, don't get involved so I'd like to thank uh, let me see who sent me this uh, da, da, da. I would like to thank this uh James who sent this to us uh so there you go tis a season two get ripped off 1-877-528-8255, toll free throughout the US and Canada Keith Blanchard's our special guest uh Keith uh, sorry for keeping you waiting while we did that um so before we went to the commercial break you were just about to tell us about this message you were getting
3: yeah um I thought at the time when this voice spoke, and asked me to wake up that someone was actually in my home nudging me to wake up. Mm -hmm. And when I look around the room, there's no one there. So I lay back in bed with the intentions of going back to sleep, and the voice spoke again. And this time I knew something was up. Um, I sat up in bed, surprisingly. The voice, as it began to speak again, threw me back on the bed. And when the voice spoke, the intention was not only wake up out of your night's sleep, but wake up, Keith, out of your human spiritual sleep that you've been slumbering in for Gosh, you know, eons of time. But when this voice began to speak, um, it wasn't in a linear thought fashion. It wasn't thoughts that follow thoughts. Um, this is what I call whole thought. It was a very multi dimensional experience. In these, this idea was everything it wanted. Um, there was, it was a vibratory energy. It was light. It was absolute supreme presence. Um, people often ask me, how do you know this is God you were speaking with? Well, for me, the question's kind of silly because how can you not know? Um, there was no agenda. It had no agenda whatsoever. It wasn't trying to sneak in the back door and manipulate me. Its only job, so to speak, was to love. Um, and in this impression, this whole thought, I can smell what it was saying. I can taste what it was saying. I can see it. I can feel it. I can hear it. I was aware. Of the molecules in the wall across the room and their purpose. And so, as my mind tries to logically figure out what this was happening, the voice said, Keith, let me simplify things for you. Go sit on the sofa, bring your tape recorder and press record, and let your mouth move. And I'm asking the question within myself, what shall I speak about? And said, so, Trust me, the thoughts will come. So, I followed the instructions, I sat on my sofa, and I pressed record, and out came volumes of the most far-up material to that point that I've ever heard.
4: What kind of uh, material were you talking about and what was the message that you found to be most um, earth-shattering?
3: That's a loaded question. A lot of them, the information was um, what I've learned in my past spiritual experience just basically validating that that we are part of a great Mm -hmm. um experiment here on earth co-creating not only with our brothers and sisters but we are co-creators in spirit but there was one particular prophetic event that was resounding within me ever since i was a little kid but it resurfaced once i started becoming a conscious channel i was hearing your guest earlier i'm not sure that when he channels he was doing this consciously or he actually went somewhere else but he goes into trance
4: he goes into trance Oh, does he? Yes. Mine
3: is conscious. I don't go anywhere. I'm actually able to hear myself speak. Um, the one thing that kept resounding within me that I fought, fought for a long time was this particular event that happened in 2000. And this event surrounds the reappearance of the Master we know as Jesus. And so being from a Catholic background and the, quote, taboo that is on such a thing, mm-hmm. I fought it very for a very long time. And my life started to spiral downward as far as the manifestations and all the things that were happening, going in debt, uh, confusion, depression. And once I finally gave in and threw in the towel um, and accepted this as part of my path to begin to preach, so to speak, this message and share the idea that the one that we know as Jesus is now incarnated on this planet, preparing himself for an appearance, my life began to change. And so this is the most profound piece of information that I received that can be found in the book.
4: Now, where and when do you think Jesus will reappear?
3: He was born, as far as I know, in the year 2000. He is actually in the process of preparing himself, developing into spiritual powers, um, so he can make an appearance probably around the age of eight or nine years old. And people often ask me, so are you saying he's going to begin to speak as a child? And my answer is absolutely and yes, um, and a little child shall lead them, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the innocence, it's the purity, the disposition, the natural disposition of the Christ that children have, the innocence, that I honestly feel will break down the collective adult
1: ego.
4: Here, here, I hate to ask you this question, but since this is Christmas, once the new Christ is born again, do we celebrate his new birth date as Christmas, or do we maintain a December the twenty-fifth?
3: Good question. I I think why can't we incorporate both? But for me, the true meaning of Christmas is celebrating the Christ Mass, mm-hmm. the birth of Christ within ourselves, the true Virgin birth of Christ, and that's what with, within ourselves. You know, Christmas for me, over the last. Many years has taken a turn. The true meaning and how I feel just having a brand new son of my own sure. uh, six months ago just really did
4: a number on me. So hey, congratulations!
3: Thank you so much.
4: How do we know that this birth child that you are calling the Christ child, who was born in the year two thousand, is actually Christ and not the false prophet that is predicted in the Bible?
3: It will take someone who is spiritually developed within themselves to recognize their own kind like can only recognize like if we don't develop ourselves spiritually to the level that is christ or christ-like it will pass us by people will call it something other than it is i'm not asking anyone to believe Mm -hmm. anything that i'm saying but keep an open mind keep an open heart keep this file open in your mind so that if ever comes a time in your experience that something does surface and seems authentic you can pull that information out and you can be very well prepared
4: now what is your book The Divine Principle Anchoring Heaven on Earth about?
3: It's a book about ultimate transformation from individuals to the entire human race becoming the active participants assisting in the unfoldment of a heaven on earth reality but before this prophecy can ever become fully anchored we must learn to clear the fog that suffocates and chokes the human heart.
4: How can we do that?
3: It's a process of spiritual sadhanas using exercises, techniques, to break through our blocks, our mental blocks, the things we take on in life. The belief systems um, is really what does a number on us. Uh, believing things because we were told not having the actual experience mm-hmm. itself. And the book has these principles and exercises to help us move through these blocks. And once we make ourselves inv- available inside, this spirit that lives in us can then come to the fore. And that is when we can use our thoughts, our words, and our deeds to begin to manifest the heaven on earth experience on this planet.
4: Uh, was Christ reincarnated before? Is this the first time that he's coming back since biblical times?
3: Well, I know that Christ is, a lot of people believe, is um, the Oversoul that we know as Maitreya. He lived in Jesus uh, since the Baptism. He also lived in Buddha. But when I use the word Jesus, I mean specifically Jesus, the personality, the individual we know as Jesus. Christ is the soul. It is the um, experience where all souls join together as one entity. To my understanding and to my experience with my conversations if you will with God the impressions I get this is the first time that Jesus has been uh, back on this planet since his appearance 2000 plus years ago
4: why do you think God chose you to speak to
3: I think it was a personal choice I think God I think everyone is chosen it's just that the chosen choose to listen everybody has the same opportunity Uh, My heart was hurting so heavy that I just wanted something great, and so doing, I made myself available. And something I wanted to share with you earlier was when I was being contacted in my sleep when Spirit asked me to awaken. Before that moment ever happened, I never saw this coming. But once that experience happened, I always knew it was supposed to.
4: Stand by. I've got to take the news break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back after this break. Keith Blanchard's our special guest, www.thedivineprinciple.com. And Keith and I return as the Exome continues, right here, live and around the world, on the Talkstar Radio Network and our affiliates throughout the U.S. and Canada. Don't go anywhere.
1: I stood in another land, trying to buy that last gift or two, not really in the Christmas mood, standing right in front of me, was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing round like little boys do, and in his hands he held a pair of shoes. And his clothes were worn and all He was dirty from head to toe And when it came his time to pay, I couldn't believe what I heard him say Sir, I wanna buy these shoes For my mama, please It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size you hurry sir. Daddy says there's not much time You see she's been sick for quite a while and know these shoes will make her smile and I want her to look beautiful
4: 877 is toll free throughout the US and Canada Keith Blanchard's is our special guest and if you'd like to visit Keith's website it's www.thedivineprincipal.com I uh, Keith um with the second coming of Christ so to speak is there a connection between his birth and the end of the Mayan calendar and the date December 21st 2012
3: um, no, I think, I think there's a similarity there, a correlation there, but I think they're somewhat different. When we were speaking before the commercial break about uh, the return of the Jesus uh, being, mm-hmm. I was validated with this for many years. This wasn't something that I was just entertaining within myself as fanciful thoughts. I've been having um, apparitions of angelic beings since I was a kid. Um, these beings had came to me and told me repeatedly to begin to log this information. And so accepting that, I was invited to go to India by a spiritual master by the name of Satya Sai Baba. Um, wasn't quite sure how I was going to get there. And a week or so later, I get a phone call from someone I've never met uh, with an invitation to give me a free buddy pass. They were a flight attendant. And their buddy passes for the year were, was about to expire. And so I take off to India, and I get to the ashram where I finally get to meet this holy man. And he shared with me the experience of this birth. And so I went home feeling a lot more confident about beginning to do this work surrounding the reappearance of of the one we knew as Jesus.
4: How is this birth going to affect theology as we know it?
3: Well, for those who truly wish him to return, being living in Memphis, Tennessee, as I did with the Bible Belt, if you will, Mm -hmm. those who truly want his return... Ironically, they'll they will be the first to reject him. It's going to change theology in such a way. I think that a lot of things will surface that will be just belief oriented. A lot of things in the Bible are meant metaphorically and figuratively, and people take these these scriptural writings so seriously and so literally that um, they don't leave room for anything inside of them, inside of their heart, to expand. And so they stay shut down. So I think he will remove the illusion of um, beliefs from from people's lives.
4: How will you know who he is?
3: By his presence, by his works, by his deeds, only by the love that will come forth from everything that he does. There will be no agenda but to educate people to see not that he's God himself and that he should be worshipped, but that his teachings will be to lift everyone up in divinity with him.
4: Tell me, um, in, in your book you talk about other life forms. Can you share with us uh, some of your experiences with beings from other places?
3: Yeah, um, since I was a kid, well, when I was a kid, about eight or nine years old, I remember never leaving my bedroom but always coming back in the bedroom at 3 or 4 in the morning. Keep in mind, I'm 8 or 9 years old. Mm -hmm. Huge, pitch-black backyard. I have no want to be in the backyard with dogs and all the boogeymen that are out there that an 8 or 9-year-old kid believed in. But I would always find myself at 3 or 4 in the morning standing on a cinder block to be tall enough to open my window to get back in my bedroom. And this happened periodically, you know, twice a week, I'd skip a week, the next week once, skip a week three times the next, and this happened for a number of years, but it wasn't until my late 20s, my early 30s, that I began to have full and total recall, and that's when I started having experiences with pleading beings, this one particular girl by the name of Beck, who began to visit me frequently and teach me things, she was more of a sister energy, um, and then I knew what beings they were, where from, and why. The whole experience as to why I ever made an agreement with them to have this co- this shared experience. And also, when we were talking about earlier, when I didn't know the experience was ever going to happen, but once I did, I knew it was always supposed to, I, in that awakening, I knew why I was born. I saw the contract that I made before I ever came to this planet to be a channel, to be a teacher, to be a musician, to spread the word of my literary work through music that I play with this group called Lavender Soul, but also to make contact with these extraterrestrials, if you will, to prepare me to do manipulation on my energetic system so I can have the faculties and the tools to do the work that I know that lies ahead of me
4: so so let me understand you talk to god you know jesus christ is coming back you also have interacted with aliens and you've seen a contract that you've made with the aliens prior to you coming back to this realm that is correct tell me what does your uh, what did your family think what do your friends think uh how are you looked upon by those close to you
3: my family lives in louisiana and i'm in memphis i've been physically Uh, Apart from them for quite a while But in spirit I'm still with them But our beliefs are now different As I said I was raised Catholic I'm no longer Catholic I see myself as all religions Or none of them If you were to tell me you experienced God under a rock yesterday Well you can bet I'm going to go run and look under that rock Not because I don't believe you It's because I want that very thing for myself And so I look for truth anywhere I can find it But when this experience starts to unfold in my life one, I felt I was special. I'm, I had I was pretty loose cannon with my mouth, and mm. I was excited. I didn't know how to harness this energy. I mean, it was a lot. It was overwhelming. And so, just so I wouldn't explode, I shared this with people. And, of course, it would take them back. But my closest friends embraced me because they cared, and they were my friend. But it still takes people back. You know, I don't expect people just to accept this. This is my experience, and I'm sharing it. But over the years, I've learned to channel this energy and to put this energy to use in a subtle way which allows people to accept it and hear from a better space inside
4: how has this uh these experiences talking to god being with the aliens changed your life and how have you been able to use it as a positive force in your life to help others
3: um being in the public eye and i say that uh that i play music and i mix and mingle with so many people on a nightly basis Mm -hmm. um it's really showed me how to open my heart and really to see people for who they are. Um, And when I have experiences with people from that sacred space, they're so willing to receive anything I have to offer, be it a word, be it a gesture, be it a touch, be it a look. But um, everything I do surrounding my work is a positivity. Uh, It's changed my life in such a way I cannot shut this off. I cannot stop this process. Even if I try, it cannot be stopped. It's something that absolutely consumes my entire existence.
4: Do you consider yourself a prophet?
3: No. I consider myself someone who is open to want to hear something special. Not making me special, but to hear something of a higher nature that can possibly um, change the outcome of this reality, this world that we live in, only because I care.
4: How often do you talk to God?
3: Um, When I say I talk to God, at first it did start off as audible thought. Uh But now talking has expanded itself in such a way, it's present everywhere I go. I've learned to expand my awareness over a period of years. If I'm sitting in a room and you and I are having a discussion, I'm quite aware of the people behind me. And I'm also listening there. And if someone says something, that I asked in prayer two weeks ago, I know that I was being spoken to. I see God's voice, if you will, move throughout the world. It's the goodness that's in the world. It's the goodness that people do. It's the goodness that people say. So for me, God's voice is not necessarily a verbal thing. It's, it's his will. It's everything that moves the universe. And so I just learned how to pay attention.
4: What is God telling you about this world?
3: That there was this planet was created with an intention. This planet, as we know from Scripture, was created with the intention of heaven on earth happening, and I believe that will happen because of God's intention. I don't think that can ever be thwarted. Now, who will be the participants of that very experience remains another story. Um, the earth is beginning to rock and roll. It's beginning to shake, rattle, and roll. Um, you know We're hard-headed. We're impervious to, to love. And it may take to shake up the pot before things resettle themselves, but eventually they will settle. And those who, be it on a conscious level or not, choose to participate in that experience. Once that divine energy really begins to anchor on this planet at a conscious level, those who cannot tolerate that vibration will check out whether they do it um, because life's too tough and they commit suicide, or on some other level they create an automobile accident, or whatever the reason is, they take themselves out, the energy will just be too high and they will not be be able to stick around.
4: What does God tell you about his plans for the world?
3: The plans for the world is hopefully that humanity will shift. Uh, The world itself, the planet itself, will survive the transition. Again, as I said before, how many people will remain on it will be everyone's personal choice.
2: You uh,
4: you called the the existence here on Earth an experiment earlier tonight. What type of experiment is it?
3: Well, it's God's experiment, and I use the word in this context God uh, loosely. Um, it's the universe's experiment to create the divine on a physical plane of reality. We are part of many stellar beings throughout the entire universe. We are made up of their RNA, DNA structure. We have imprints, implants. Everything that makes up many beings from around the universe, we have within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Understand that everything in the universe can aspire to humanhood. But it is only through human birth that God can be realized. So we must not take this life that we have for granted because. There is an infinite sea of souls waiting to be born. I remember before I was born, it's my earliest memory, um, before I was born I remember standing in a sea of souls, an infinite sea of beings waiting to catch the train to earth. And everyone who stood in line, the person who was next in line to be born, had this amazing excitement and anticipation. But also, as you would see these souls go, quote, down towards earth, you would see these, this other wave of souls join the back of the line as if some of these beings were being re, reborn for another experiment. But I think we're here to unfold this experiment of this heaven-on-Earth re- existence, this divine um, human experience on this place, this Earth stage that we call reality.
4: Why is there so much pain in this world? Why is there so much disease? Why is there so much hunger? Why is there so much homelessness? Why is there so many wars if this is a learning experience? Why haven't we learned by now that this is very cruel and how can a God who loves us so much allow this to happen?
3: Because we have free will. This is all by our own doing. We have choice. Again, remember, God's job, so to speak, is Mm -hmm. to love and that's it. It does nothing else. It knows its existence is threatened none whatsoever and will never be so it has no desire to change us it's 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 our parent that loves us so much everything we ask for everything we ask for we get even if it's unconscious if we ask for fear keep in mind this source this generator this creator of absolute supreme power It just reflects back to us, this wishing tree, everything we want. My son, my child, my daughter, you want fear? Here's a whole lot of it. You want pain, suffering, doubt? Here's a whole lot of it. And so we keep going to the source with our intentions, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, and we literally ask for these things. But if you can imagine a long time ago, long time ago, when we were one with our Creator consciously because... We're always one with the Creator. We can't separate ourselves because we couldn't exist. But when we were conscious of eternity, we've done that for so long, we got bored. We decided we wanted to come down and play, if you would, raise a little hell. We've been in heaven for so long, so we come here to experience. And now that we're here, we had to go through this separation, conscious separation process, only to go through the journey of remembering all over again. And so the disease, the war, the famine, this is all personal choice.
4: Or could this be part of one giant size illusion?
3: I agree. I absolutely believe that what we call reality is illusion because if the divine is the absolute truth, the absolute reality, everything less than that has to fall under some sort of illusion.
4: Stand by, Keith. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Keith Blanchard's our special guest. www.divineprinciple.com. i like to get your input on this. Send me your emails, exonetalkstarradio.com. Keith and I will return in a couple of minutes as we continue live and around the world, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network and our affiliates around the world. Right in front of me
1: what was a little boy waiting anxiously pacing around like little boys do and in his hands he yeah. progressive presents forest metaphors
2: about bundling your home and auto I
4: back, everyone. Still to come on tonight's show in the next hour, Rondi Hillstrom-Davis. She's going to talk to us about what kids really want for Christmas and how to make special memories and family traditions. And then in hour number four tonight, Patrick Cook joins us talking about the Bible UFO connection. Our special guest of this hour is Keith Blanchard. He's the author of The Divine Principle, Anchoring Heaven on Earth. His website is www.thedivineprinciple.com. Dot com First of all, Keith, thanks very much for coming on with us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, how do you celebrate Christmas, Keith?
3: Um, well, now that this little boy has arrived, Eden Sky, um, I'm I'm still learning that he's going to be teaching me a lot from here on out. <laughs> uh, I celebrate uh, Christmas in the Christian way, um, you know, just celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah. I, I do the tree thing, I do the decoration thing, do the the food eating at the parents and the in laws thing, just like everyone else.
4: Great. Um, If you'd like, you know, we've got about two minutes left, Keith. Uh, What would you like to tell our audience? What would you like to tell our listeners? What message would you like to give?
3: Love, live in love, be loved, do what you love. If you're not doing what you love, we overlook the reason we are born. Doing what you love is your purpose. It brings peace into the household. From the household, the heart, it spreads into your neighborhood. And if everybody does this on a global level, gosh, we can have peace overnight. Um, You were talking earlier about is this the illusion we're living in? Absolutely. I agree with you, Rob. This is the illusion. But because of the choices we're making, we're not able to see beyond this bandwidth. And so we live in judgment. We call what we see famine. We call what we see disease. But it's really on some other level, a higher level, that which is already perfect, a place where there's non-judgment. So I think we need to Start living in love, start meditating, start praying, seeing things through the eyes of love, so we can begin to lift our vibrations and lift this planet beyond this illusion that we've been living in for for far so long.
4: Keith, are we on the eve of destruction?
3: No, I think we're on the we're on the eve of restoration. Again, we're talking about perception and focus yeah. and as we focus, so we create. so for me, I would rather put my my attention on the newness, the goodness, that which we can create that will benefit the entire human race versus um, contemplating a destruction, an end.
4: Keith, thanks very much for joining us. To Thank you, you your up. your family, uh, a very Merry Christmas and the very best to you in the year 2006. Let our listeners know how they can contact you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Keith Blanchard, his website is www.thedivineprinciple.com. When we come back from this commercial break with the news at the top of the hour, what do kids really want for Christmas? And uh, Rondi Hillstrom Davis is going to tell us how to make special memories and family traditions. And then in hour number four, Patrick Cook joins us. The Bible UFO Connection. That's still to come tonight on the Exxon Radio Show here on the Talkstar Radio Network. If you'd like to give us a call, one 877 528 toll-free throughout the U.S. and Canada. And email Exxon at Talkstarradio.com. To all the members of the EXO nation, thank you very much for making this show the fastest rising radio show in North America right now. I'll be back on the other side, don't go away. You,
1: do pre- Progressive presents forest metaphors
2: about bundling your home and auto.